come on, man. You don't know where roll that beautiful bean footage came from. Bush's baked beans. The dog, man. The dog. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Hold Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the game between the Washington Redskins and the Indianapolis Colts and how our scrubs destroyed their scrubs. Most importantly, is there a quarterback controversy? We talk about hamburger helper dropping some more balls and much, much more. I'm Aaron Josh John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's happening? Yo, 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 what's up? What's up? Welcome, Harry Hog Football Fanatics, to episode 261, in which we discuss the quarterback controversy. I'm surprised you haven't used the word debacle yet this year, Aaron. I have not had reason to use the word debacle yet, because everything, the only word I've been able to use this year is crisp i would love yeah, to get through the okay. i'd love to get through the whole season without you using the word debacle i don't think i'm i'm capable of doing that i think that would be awesome i think it would be fantastic but i don't think the redskins are as as much as we've seen uh going through the first two games this year as, as many positives as there have been there's a debacle on the horizon i just know it we're expecting a debacle. Any any minute now. There could be a debacle, debacle any time. We never know, dude. We never know. But you know, we got we got no nonsense Shanny in there, so and we got rid of McLazy and Hainsworth. He's gotta go do his hundred and sixty hours community service. I know. And he gone. He's not gonna do a hundred anyway. He hasn't done hundred and sixty hours of work in the last five years combined. That's a debacle in itself. Debacle. Yes, it is. We're done but with debacles, gone. man. We're done with debacles in Washington. No more debacles. He gone. He gone. So anyway, dudes, welcome to the podcast. I think we need to uh, talk about our sponsor once again. David our longtime Lee. sponsor, David Lee of David Lee Legal Services. Signed on board for yet another season. Yeah, David Lee sent us some yellow cake. Yeah, literally. Yellow <laughs> cake. If you watch the video, it's posted on our website, front and center. Yellow. The 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 uh, video of David Lee's yellow cake right on the middle of our <laughs> website. And for those of you guys that are in the. Uh, Harry Hog Football Fantasy Football League. That's the HHFFFL. FL? Did I get that right? HHFFFL. Um, there is a fourth box, the yellow cake, that we received. So that may be coming your way if you are the uh, champion this year, along with some kind of Redskins accoutrement. Accoutrement. Right. And David, David Lee said that he's getting tons, tons of, uh, what, what, would, what would be the term? Referrals? 
tons of traffic from uh, from basically being our sponsor. So we appreciate everybody who's throwing David Lee, you know, the criminal mind of America. What? Isn't that right? What? Did you just say David Lee has a criminal mind? No, I said basically, you know, all the criminal minds that are coming to David Lee to get them out of a out of a predicament, out of a jam, so to speak. Or the accused, I should say. Accused. Allegedly. The alleged. So anyway, thanks to David Lee and David Lee Legal Services. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) You know what I'm saying. We know what you're screaming. Anyway, what was that what was that from Will? I think I think Will provided us a good segue there, didn't he? Roll that beautiful bean footage. Yeah. You guys may remember that uh, Josh put that out there of uh, who, uh, what that commercial or what that saying, that phrase came from. Um, I knew it, but Aaron was, uh, he was off in that area where Aaron usually is, where he says things like, I don't, I've never heard that before, or who's Justin Bieber? <laughs> so Will had to call in and set him straight. Who is Justin Play Bieber? Play it again. Play it again, Will. Dude, are we going to talk about this game anytime soon? This non-debacle in the dairy barn? What looks like a dairy barn out there in Indy? We can talk about that, but I got to say, if you want to call in and leave us a message like roll that beautiful bean footage, you can do so at 177-HARRY-HAWK. Interesting. Interesting, dude. All right, so uh, moving forward, dudes. Um, let's get to that game. Josh, yeah, please watch the game in Virginia Beach. Me and John watch the game in what town is it? South North. South North. South North. What are you talking about? What is that complaining? Dude, I totally invited you to come over to watch the game at my house, and you said, I'm not going to be there till Saturday. Did I complain to you? Um, did, did, did I complain to you? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Sounds I'm just saying. Like something Aaron, that, John, you sounded like an impersonation of Aaron trying to do an impersonation of me. That's all I got to say. <laughs> so Aaron's trying to stir up some trouble. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Mm-hmm. What did I try to stir up? I don't know, but I gotta say I missed watching the game with you guys. I really did. It's all good though, man. I appreciate it. I know John, I know your house is always open. House is always open, even even though three weeks ago you said you were coming to my house on a Friday and you didn't even come to Virginia Beach and you didn't call. You never call, you never come <laughs> over. You never write, you never answer my text messages. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. All right. Well, let's talk about the victory over the Colts, since we all watched it at least in the same general vicinity. And we all watched it at the same time, which is a, a rarity as far as preseason is concerned, because of the the lack of a the lack of the lack uh, of media outlets to cover the uh, cover the preseason games at, at well, live. We should say, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, um, dude, John Beck. Dude, Peyton Manning. Oh, wait. Wait, he didn't play. Mm-hmm. Dude, John Beck was uh, pretty much impeccable in that game. Impeccable. Uh, uh, 
the impeccable John Beck. Uh, not bad for a guy who hasn't really started a game since, what, 2007? I know it's preseason, but I don't think there were any of the defensive starters out for the Colts, except for that Bethea guy that went out after a few plays when he got hurt. Bethea I think all the defensive that. starters were in. Bethea was in because he's the one that wrestled down Hightower or whoever he was, Helu. I think it was Hightower. That's when he got hurt. It was Hightower. That's when he got hurt. He hurt his ankle or something. Oh, that long run. Yeah. Dude, wasn't it like 10 or 15 episodes ago we were all like, man, can you imagine if we have to have John back as our starter? I still – I think I, – I I believe that I did, did say that I would rather have him than Rex Grossman. And I still stay yeah. for that. I think I think I think you did, John. But I think it was also, but it's still John Beck. Yeah, it's also because I hate Rex Grossman. John Beck, Beck, (laughs) that guy is dead. Well, mark him off, (laughs) then, dude. Dude, he had a good game. He did. He had a good game. He had a really good game. Josh, what was his stats? It was like fourteen of seventeen, over a hundred. Passer rating or something like that. I don't know. I can pull yes. up here. I've got it right here. His 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 passer rating was a one oh one, which yeah. I still think it's kind of weird that they have the whole passer rating going up to whatever it is one sixty two or something. Why don't they just go to a hundred? I don't know. What's wrong with Patrick? Yeah, it was what fourteen of seventeen for one hundred and forty yards or something like that in the first half, right? Yeah, and that that's all he played, and you know, then just Rex the Grossman came in. And Gersman, he did not get to play with the starters, so it's not really fair to judge him on that game. And, of course, Kellen Clemens came in to, uh, I don't know, down the ball a couple times. Who? Mm-hmm. Kellen Clemens. I think that was it. Kellen Clemens, Indiana 1 or Indiana 2. Who's the other one? Ben Chapel, Indiana 3. Mm-hmm. Hi. He's from your neck of the woods, right, Aaron? Who, Rex Grossman? Kellen Clemens. Rex Grossman, I told you, his dad works with my wife's uh, uh, cousin-in-law, something and like you that. you haven't gotten us a, uh, like, an interview yet? Um, no, I could try if you want me to. Uh, and you haven't tried yet? Dude. Seriously? Okay, I'll try to work my connection. Sorry, dudes, I'm a little bit tired right now. <laughs> Try to work my connections. It's a good well, idea, dude. John Beck had a really, really good half, and I think uh, I mean you know the Indianapolis Colts aren't the Pittsburgh Steelers when it comes down to defense, but he still had a really solid half. The offensive line looked good, except for one guy. Um, the running backs looked great. The receivers all looked good. Bless you. Bless you. Thanks, dude. Yeah, I got some allergies I mean, on here, guys. Sorry. I mean, um, it's been. Yeah, he had, a couple, he had a couple rushes for what, like 17 yards or something? John Beck. John Beck, yeah. Yeah, he got to move, you know, he got to show that he's not, you know, statuesque, like, like, uh, like, uh, oh, who am I thinking about? Like someone like Bledsoe or Old Man Johnson. He kind of looks like old man Johnson, though, a little bit. He looks like a skinnier, younger brother, but he's still got that look where he's like, <laughs> he looks like he's kind of sweating, and, and he looks like he'd stink, but he doesn't. He's kind of sweating and stinking. He looked kind of yeah. like a cat running around on that one rollout to the right. 
<laughs> Dude, how many times are they going to do that naked bootleg? That's like the new favorite play for the Redskins. Dude, I that... know they're all vanilla and everything, but it's like, here we go again. It's, and, and Well, John, that's the whole offense. That's the whole yeah, offense. Truly. They do the zone blocking, so the whole entire line pulls one way, so the quarterback is wide open to do the bootleg every single play if he wants. Yeah, yeah, and we'll yeah. see if uh, see if teams are able to defend against that, send the linebacker off in that direction or something. We'll see. It was, I mean, you know, who cares about the second half? First half was good. I think the only thing that we can, the only bone of contention is, is that uh, four visits to the uh, red zone only got us one touchdown. Yeah. Although, but then again, you got to learn to, you got to learn to, you know, crawl before you learn to walk again. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because boy, we've just been so horribly, horrible offensively for so long. It's like, yeah, well, we still scored four times in the first half, so that's pretty good. How many times and did I think we it's punt? Going to get better. How many times did we have three and outs? How many times did we even punt in the whole game? I know, right? Um, Sav Rocca twice touched the ball four times, and that was the hold for extra points and field goals. An extra point field goal. So we didn't punt at all the entire game. I don't think we did. We didn't in the first half. I know because I rewatched that today. No, he did in the second half. I'm thinking. I'm just thinking he the first put, half. He did. He put it like two or three times in the second half. Yeah, he punted in the second half. You know what's good about that? That we didn't even remember. What about John's or Josh's dog, Graham Gano? He's perfect two weeks in a row. Knock on wood. Graham Gano. According speaking to the of Graham, you know, you, you know where old Shane, speaking of Graham, you know where old Shane Graham is now, right? Where no, is he? Where, where, Dallas? Did he go to Dallas? Dallas. <laughs> Good. Man, they can have him and Sean Sweezen go there from from Pittsburgh, and they can have a big old Dallas party. Woohoo! Yeah. You guys have fun with that. Have fun, now, dudes. speaking of, also, our defense, it wasn't – they looked pretty solid, I think, in the first half as well, considering three of our four defensive uh, secondary players weren't even in. It was like D'Angelo Hall and, and Scrubs. But the front line looked great. Barry Cofield had a line that uh, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of. He had no stats except for one pass defended, but he still had good push on the on the Colts' offensive line. And granted, the Colts were missing Peyton Manning. That's a huge, huge thing. Um, and they were missing, I think, like their top three, two or three receivers. But, uh, you know, they didn't score at all until the fourth, well, third quarter, fourth quarter, third quarter, when Vinatieri killed, like, kicked that huge field goal, 55-yarder. So, Good things I think to talk we scored about. Scored more in the last two games than we scored in like the first four games of the of the season last year. Dude, it sure seems like it. All I have to say is, look how many people on defense are injured, and look how much better our defense is already. Uh huh. And it's because of that uh, Cofield. Cofield, I think, is like the biggest pickup of the offseason, along with the trade for Hightower. And isn't that trade starting to look like just thievery? Well, dude, not only that, but not only Cofield, but Bowen and my Bowen. dog Jarvis Jenkins mm-hmm. is slapping some people back there. Jarvis Jenkins, it's, it's like it's like 
Oh, it's like what the Danny kept trying to do year after year by bringing in all the superstars and thinking that they were going to do really well. And now he's actually got in guys that are hardworking, kind of lunch pail kind of dudes that are really hitting their prime or and drafted well as far you know as far as your dog in the second round there, and you know a couple other people. I mean, he's already taken over for uh, Carriker. I know Carriker was out with blisters on his foot, but I, I don't think Carriker's going to be the starter there. I think it's going to be uh, Jenkins. Yeah, dude, I was watching him. You tell me if you would have ever seen Hainsworth do this. I was rewatching the game and I was focusing in on the defensive line. And there was a few plays where, all right, it'd be a pass rush and the guy would get the pass off like a short little dink to the side. And our defensive line, instead of just laying down there on their gut like Hainsworth would do, they just turned and ran back upfield 10 yards to see if they could, if it cut back to them, they would be in on a tackle. And they kept doing that. Mm-hmm. So they were actually like hustling and, I mean, and doing yeah, stuff that yeah, they're they were like, supposed to do. Yeah, they were like eight yards down the field, and the guy cut it back on the play I'm thinking about. And all he saw was like a a wall of the defensive line again, be it five, six yards downfield, but he didn't have anywhere to cut and make anyone miss. Yeah. So, hey. They, dude, on that, and, and uh, this is an offensive line thing. Sorry, I'll, I'll hold it for a second. All right. Well, yeah. Um, anyway, Kareem Moore, Atagwe. Oh, we're not even talking about the injuries yet, are we? Kinda. Yeah, not yet. But anyway. Right, let me, back was, to the offensive line. They were open up massive, massive holes. That hole that Tim Hightower ran through for that big gain at the beginning of the, uh, the, the beginning of dude, the first quarter, that 58 yarder. I put my arms out like, like, you know, as wide out as I could, spread them out, and I was like, Aaron. That hole was wider than I can stretch from hand to hand, like left to right. Mm-hmm. Dude, that hole That's was a huge so hole. I was, I was sure that there was going to be a holding call and it was going to get called back or something. <laughs> and then you remember that uh, Casey Robach's no longer on the team. I was like, he held on a run. Nope, not going to happen. Dude, they were con- not but The offensive line Will is... Will Montgomery cons- did get one holding call, though. <laughs> They're consistently opening up giant holes, dude. <laughs> and the running backs are just waiting for that hole to open, and then they hit it. Dude, yeah, pretty he much. Was, he was like a, he was like one of those shuttle diggers, you know. You know those big like under earth tunnel tunnel diggers that dig like the underground tunnels. Um, what's like that? As opposed to the tunnels, opening up those holes. Yeah, that's what the old line was doing. Oh yeah, they were. Hey, Doug. They were all dig dug on it, is what Josh is saying. Dig dug. They were all dig dug on it. I mean, they it's, were all dig dug on it. Is it me, <laughs> dudes? Is, <laughs> is it me or the Redskins running like the same two running plays, like a stretch to the right and a stretch to the left, and they just find whatever hole opens up, and that's it? I mean, I'm really dig dug things good to me. The, the fact that uh, they're running these little vanilla plays all the time and they're getting a lot of work uh, you know a lot of success on them and granted it is only preseason but it's obvious that it, they're a much better team already and better people that are better suited for the offense and we don't have you know like we said the people that don't want to be there are pretty much gone now so it, it's it's just amazing mm-hmm. it's amazing it's amazing it is. Except for Amazing. one guy on the offensive line that we need to pick on a little bit. 
Uh, Silverback, dude. Oh man. Yeah, because there's one thing you got to think about the what they gave up two sacks, three sacks. He gave up two oh. of them personally. Yeah, I, I can't remember how many sacks he got. Beat. Dwight Freeney was kind of owning him, and yeah, it's Dwight Freeney. But man, I mean, there were a couple where Silverback he just looked like a third string rookie standing there and just getting completely posterized. Well, there was one where he just like, I think, I don't know if it was Freeney, but whoever he was supposed to block just like backed up one step and Silverback kind of like dove and landed on his stomach. Yeah. And they just he ran by. dove at his feet like he was trying to chop him. And the guy just dodged him real quick. Yeah. 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 We can't be having that on the blind side. He's got to, I mean, it's only his second year, but he's definitely got to step up. He was the worst offensive lineman last week. By far. I agree. And he had that that penalty because he lined up too far off the line of scrimmage. Yeah, on that non-fumble by, um, who was it? Number 83, James Thrash. (laughs) Fred Davis. Oh, by the way. Fred Davis. I keep forgetting. You said that last week. It's, It's so hard to remember that he's wearing 83 now. He is wearing 83, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. Ricky Sanders. And um So uh what I was rewatching that play where he caught it and fumbled. Oh, and then um and then the uh Colts picked it up and fumbled and then Helu got on the ball and then they called it back cuz Trent Williams had an illegal formation setting up off the line. But mm-hmm. my point here, my point dude, is that Fred Davis did not indeed fumble. His knee was down. I watched it again. I thought it was interesting that it changed hands so many times, and then there that because I thought that they were going to call it as a you couldn't advance a forward fumble type of thing. Hey, you guys want to watch it again real fast? I'd love to right now. However, uh, beautiful bean footage. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's watch it. Roll that beautiful bean footage. There we go. Oh, man. I love it. <clears throat> All, right. All right, dudes. Um, yeah. That's about all we have to say. I mean, there was some scrub play in the second half. Certain guys are stepping up. Certain guys are falling back. Keon Fox. I still don't even know how to say his name correctly. Um, he's definitely stepping up. Horatio oh, yeah. Blades is falling back. Lorenzo Alexander totally stepped up. Mm-hmm. Didn't he have a sack with his helmet off again? Mm. I can't remember if that was this game or the last one. They kind of run together. Yeah, I can't even remember now. They're kind of yeah, they're kind of blending together. So, dudes, it's you got a lot of good stuff going on here. It's only preseason, but things are looking good so far. Dude, how about so he- far? Helu in that game, man. Yeah. Wow, fast. Roy Helu, 101 yards, 51-yard run. We had two guys reel off 50-plus-yard runs in this game. I know. He was looking really good, man. He was looking really good in this game. Yeah. What? Yeah. Hey, what's up with um, Tim Hightower's green undershirt? <laughs> well, it's, it's on only left green sleeve. on one sleeve. It's like his left sleeve has this green thing sticking out of it. It's like really deep forest green. And he has he's had it the first two games, but only on the left side. 
Yeah, I don't know. Well, it, it wouldn't be college because because he went to Richmond. That's not a spider color. That's right. And he was at Arizona so, before, and there's no green there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That's a little strange. Um, I think if anybody happens to know the answer to why he has one green left sleeve sticking out of his jersey, um, you can uh, call us on the hog line or wait a minute, one seven seven Harry Hog, or you can email us at redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't know the reason, but you think you have a good story as to why it might be the reason, we might like that information too. Roll that so bean footage. So we can feed that information to the BR. The BR the department. BR. The BR needs its uh, information from somewhere. <laughs> Anyway, you guys want to go into the um, injuries real quick that I sure. alluded to? All right, Malcolm Kelly, guess what? Still injured. And I Is think, he ever going to play again for the Redskins? Is he actually so. even a preseason game? I think he's already been ruled out for Thursday night. And don't forget, dudes, the game is on Thursday night. That's right. The, the fake rivalry between the Redskins and the Ravens. Well, apparently... Um, LaRon Landry was ready to come back in, and then he hurt his hamstring before the game or something. Which is a new injury, again. I mean, I think it's one he's had before, but it's not, you know, the Achilles is the one that he's been coming back from from last year. Um, I'm really getting a little concerned about LaRon Landry's injuries, but I'm also concerned about Chris Cooley and that knee. <laughs> you think he's going to be cut? Dude, that know. was an Aaron yelling cut on that. I don't know. I think he's going to land up on land on the injured reserve if things don't uh, pick up for him too soon. Have, have we heard any updates on Cooley on the knee? Um, yeah, that he is hoping to play against the Giants. Yeah, yeah, same for uh, him and Landry, both hoping that they'll be able to play week one. But extremely hopeful, as a matter of fact, but, was the quote for Cooley. But, dude, in the words of Mike Shanahan, I don't know how I can put him in the game if he's not in football shape. Yeah, truly. He's saying that he, he returns to practice next week. But he might still be wearing a brace on his left knee. They said as of right now, from what I read, he can only put 60% of his weight on his knee. Yeah, the one thing he does not need to do is rush back. I mean, they can pop him, put him on the, the physically unable to perform list up through week six, where and he it doesn't count as an extra roster or it's not an, a roster spot. It's like an extra place, and then they can activate him at any time up to week six. So I mean, right. that is a possibility. They can put him on that. I think I don't know if uh I don't know if Landry's still on it or not. I heard they were considering t- taking him off of that because they thought he was close, but then he had this hamstring twinge. Well, I saw this about Leron Landry, and this person had a good point. It was on one of those blog pages. This dude was like, if Leron Landry would spend less time juicing up, maybe he wouldn't be injured as much. Dude, did you see him during that game on the sideline where he was wearing that he was wearing like that Under Armour shirt? He looked like a Burgundy Incredible Hulk. <laughs> It was ridiculous. He had like a set of shoulders on top of a set of shoulders. <laughs> I know he did, dude. He was huge. And did you hear Good what Charles Mann said to him that was like, I thought it was kind of inappropriate. 
Uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> what did Charles Band say to him that was inappropriate? Were you prompting this? Were you prompting this because I brought it up? Uh, Charles Mann said something to the effect of, you know, I'm happily married and I'm not into that or anything, but uh, you look fantastic. He did? He said that on TV to a dude. dude. I didn't hear him say that. that I didn't hear him say that either. I think maybe at that time I just started tuning him out because he was so god-awful as an announcer. Are you sure that that's not BR? NFL Network, or you have it saved, go back and look at the game when he interviews him. It cracked me up. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Wow. That's uh, pretty funny. Yeah, it was actually unfortunate that he said that. I I, I think it was unfortunate that Charles Mann was the sideline reporter for the whole game. I thought Doc Walker was pretty good in the booth, actually. I always liked Doc Walker. What happened to Kelly Johnson? Charles Mann was terrible. She was there, too, but Charles Mann was just terrible. You couldn't look at anything he said. He kind of reminded me when he talked of our friend Doody. <laughs> How's it hanging, dude? He kind of reminded me of Hello, John Mal- He kind of reminded me of John Malkovich a little bit. <laughs> a little it's bit. Like John, Mal- John Malkovich meets Doodoo. <laughs> we'll have to tell you guys all the Doodoo story later on. <laughs> hey guys, it's Doodoo. Oh my! Oh my! Oh my. Bye, bye, bye. Hey guys. Um, I really like to go to White Castle and get a sack. Oh my. Hope so. That's <laughs> a big fan of Sacrifice. Oh my. Oh my. It jiggles. Oh my. You do just oh my. White Castles. Oh my. One oh day my. we're going to release that as a single, and it's going to reach at least 720 on the top 100 charts. <laughs> on the internet. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe in the top 600. It'll be a new on Spotify from John Adams. Oh, my. Oh, no, no. With Aaron Allen featuring John Adams as Feet. Oh, my. Feet John Adams as Oh, my. <laughs> uh, um, do we have any more injury report news? Yeah, Kareem Moore, his knee's still busted up. Man, is he ever going to play again? Ryan Terrain, what's his deal? They said he's hoping to come back and play this week, but then I've heard that maybe he's not. If he doesn't, he might be cut. He's got lots of competition. He's fragile, man. Lots of competition. I think he can sit behind Royster at the end of the bench. Yeah, truly. Royster, we get him in there, and we've got ourselves. Apparently, I've also seen that uh, the caveman is going to be getting a lot more play at fullback in this game against uh, the Ravens. And we noticed, if you noticed, they did throw a pass to him in the end zone in the first team after we didn't see him play with the first team at all in the first week, and he got tripped and didn't get to it. Not his fault. And he actually had a few good catches out on the sideline in this game. Honestly. Caveman. He did? He may may not be done yet. I don't remember the caveman catching any. I don't remember him catching any either. He caught a nice one and ran down the sideline for about seven yards. Okay. Oh yeah, he did. He had a couple catches, but they oh, were again. It was like... yeah. Again, it was back in the second half when you're just like, oh man. I'm, I'm, when I see him playing with like the scrub team, I, I, I feel more like, damn, that sucks. I hate seeing him play with the scrub team. I still have a feeling that Daryl Young, Darrell, Darrell, Darrell Young is going to be the starting fullback. Yeah. Yeah. 
Especially after that movie last week. What? Mr. Hanky Man. Hankerson. Dude, don't. Oh, you're going to bring him up? He was four. Yeah, you, he was four, he was four or five in this game, and he dropped one right. He, in his no, no, numbers. he was three or four. He was three or four, and he dropped one three that was four. right to not it. good enough, dude. Not good enough. It was it was very interesting watching Mickey Mouse hands out there. Well, because number one, he went from those big white poofy soccer goalie gloves to some black gloves, hoping that it would give him better karma, I guess. And the first ball hit him in the num- hands and numbers, and he dropped it. Then he and caught he everything. Didn't see else. What happened on the sideline? Maybe Charles Mann did. I'm not sure. Somebody took him aside and said, "If you drop another pass tonight, you're cut." It looked like because he, had, like, he caught the last. On he, I, I don't know. He caught. They threw him three more times to him, and he caught all three of them after that. And he looked completely different. Like he looked like he he like he drank a, a five hour energy or something like that. He was just like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, I'm got there. He's running around all fast. Like he he had more zip and pep going on." Maybe he got himself a, a B vitamin shot. Yeah. And he caught everything know, else dude. the rest of the night. He took the cereal boxes off his hands. And well, he, he did step dude. up, even though it was with the Slack team. But he did step up after that first drop. I mean, he looked like a completely different player after that first drop, and he went to the sideline. He came back on. He looked completely different. So hopefully he'll get some play in this third game, which is traditionally the uh, the starter's game. And we'll see some more from him, and he won't end up uh, getting cut because we can use a big range of receiver like that guy. What was all right? Hey, before, catch the damn ball. Before we move, before we move from injury into a quarterback situation, I know we talked about the line already, but did did we touch on uh, Artis Hicks? Did we talk about Artis Hicks? I didn't even see Artis Hicks. He played some in the second half. I don't know. That's why I'm bringing him up. He's somewhere in there. I can't even tell you what They're number Artis Hicks is anymore. Yeah, Aaron's dog, Artis Hicks. He's a, he definitely, if he makes the team, they're saying he's still got a good chance of making the team because he can play more than one position on the line, but that doesn't mean he can play him well. Well, he's a, I mean, he's a veteran. He's what, nine yeah, he years? sucks, though. Nine years in the league. <laughs> he's a veteran of suckitude. He's a veteran of suckitude. I mean, I mean. I mean, Odd Body hires a veteran. Odd Body, you know, dude. Odd Body is. I don't understand how that guy's still getting work. <laughs> dude, where did Odd Body go? He's in Oakland. That's probably why Jason Campbell got injured last week in their game. It's probably Odd Body probably gave up the hit. <laughs> Jason Campbell's yeah, all like someone. Tweety Bird swimming around his head. He's all like. Oh man, what happened? Like, oh, I bought and Rock Cartwright's walking up to him. <laughs> Rock Cartwright's walking up to him, going, "Oh man, Odd Body gave up another sack on you, man. It's like being Dude, back I in Washington." Odd Body was, I think Odd Body was out. He, I think he's hurt right now for Oakland. Honestly, Odd Body's hurt. Uh, well, they got Trevor Pryor so. coming in anyway. Yeah, they said the Carlos Ryan's hurt really too. Care, but, uh... I think he has like a triceps injury. Hold on, I saw something about it this week. Yeah, I saw Carlos Rogers was hurt and missed there. Uh, hasn't played yet over there as well. I think I think the byline on there said hurt parentheses oh. again. Hurt yeah. feelings. <laughs> yeah, apparently he's listed out as a strained triceps out in Oakland, but they're saying that they might find out that his triceps exploded. <laughs> exploded. <Yeah. laughs> I'm just reading you one, like a major triceps tear. <laughs> 
I don't even want to know about that. Has, anyway, has he got an appointment with James Andrews yet, or is he too booked up? I don't know. I don't know if uh, I don't know. This is a pretty busy time for Doctor James Andrews. He may not be able to uh, lower himself to the level of suckitude that odd body <laughs> kind of hangs out in. So before we get talk about any more Raiders, there is another injury that Edgar <laughs> Edgar what's his face on our team that like ran down on that kickoff or the punt and like kind of got nailed. Oh, yeah. What was that guy's name? I can't even remember. He was going in for the tackle on that punt. He got a concussion. He got hit in the back and pushed into the guy and had a concussion. His mouthpiece flew like five yards. Like his helmet went eight. His mouthpiece went like five. Ed- Edgar like something. And it was like, it was a nasty looking hit. I'm glad that guy was all right. Anyway. Was it Reggie Jones? It was Edgar was something. Edgar something. Edgar Jones. Edgar Jones. Something, maybe. Edgar Anyway, dudes, dudes. Yo. All right. So after seeing two preseason games, who do you think should be the starting quarterback for the Washington Redskins in 2011? John Beck. Edgar (laughs) Jones. You know I'm going to say John Beck. You hate Grossman. John Beck. It should definitely be John Beck. I do hate Grossman. I thought John Beck could put some pep under that ball. I can tell you that, even oh if he was throwing it sidearm. I like that. I like, yeah, I like that sidearm swing. It's not like the sidearm works very well in the NFL usually, but he threw it that way because it looked like he was doing it to throw it through a gap. You know what I'm saying? I know. He was quick, dude. He got rid of that ball fast. He was zipping. And he can move on like Grossman. So I think we're all unanimous decision here that as of second week of preseason, John Beck should go in the starter just like the Shanahan's were alluding to. Absolutely. Hey, what what number is John Beck wearing this year? Twelve. Didn't he wear like number three last year or something? I think. Well, he had yeah, he had three before. I think he had three he like last week. <laughs> he got tired of people uh, confusing him with that guy that wore number three about ten years ago. <laughs> uh, don't even bring him up. Was that guy? <laughs> Aaron's favorite guy. The guy was a punk. Anyway, all right, well, let's go to break, and when we get back, we will give our game balls and kicks and And zip on through it. Oh, my. Hold on. All right. Something's wrong with my uh, sound effects files here. This one. After these messages, we'll we'll be right back. Some new studio software this year, actually. I mean, this week. Yeah, we're trying out some new stuff, and John's at work, so. Yeah, John's not here. Don't tell anybody. All right, so uh, we'll talk to you after this break. You're listening to to Harry Harry Hog Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. Is someone you love in trouble with the law? Maybe your child or grandchild has been charged with a simple traffic offense, a DUI or reckless driving, or a simple misdemeanor, assault, shoplifting, or indecent exposure. Perhaps it's a much more serious felony, murder, drug possession, or distribution, or even a third offense, DUI. 
Charges like these often leave you asking questions. Who do you turn to for help, and what happens next? The fact is, every case is different, and many require tough choices. Every case is different. To best guide you to the best possible place, you need a seasoned professional. Consider David Lee. He's been practicing criminal and traffic law in the state of Virginia for over a decade and has handled thousands of cases for thousands of clients. David Lee is based in southeastern Virginia, but for the right price, he's ready to travel to any corner of the state, including Ashburn. So if you or someone you love is in trouble with the law, call David Lee today at 757 259 9377. That's 757 259 9377. Yo, yo, we're back. You guys back? Josh, you back? We're back, dude. My name's not HB. I need a Mickey Mouse. It's Horatio. You need a what? Mickey Mouse? Mickey's Big Mouse. You guys have those up where you live here? Mickey's Big Mouse? I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't either. It's a beer. I can't even hear you. Look it up. It's called Mickey's Big Mouth. Mickey Big Mouth. Um, Mickey Big Mouth. I don't think we. You're talking it. about those Mickey's, those like little Mickey's that come in a little fat, like uh, yeah, look like little, little huggies. Models. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are nasty. I don't think we have any of that. I would have one. If no, they do have been. that. It's like from Ohio or somewhere. Yeah, it's a fine malt liquor. We don't have it. Yeah, you. No, you have it. You just never see it because you never stop at that part of the beer aisle, dude. It's basically like a little uh, grenade in your hand. Yeah, it's like a little. You know those little huggies, like the little plastic ones you get in like purple and orange and red and stuff, like as a kid, and they're basically just Kool Aid and a little barrel shaped uh, plastic thing. Yeah. Yeah, they're shaped like that. They're pretty much that size, except they have beer. They have the wide mouth and everything, but I use the word beer loosely because they're about the nastiest thing you've ever tasted. We bought them one year. All right. Well, anyway, we bought them one summer up in Ohio. Never mind that. Big mouth. Fine malt liquor. I was like, "Is that? Was that the the guy down the street that got arrested for racketeering? Hey, Mickey Big Mouth is going to the joint." <laughs> crickets, crickets, right. crickets. Help us out, Aaron. Still, Taggart, be still. Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> if you guys can get a hold of yourself talking about your little huggies. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go into the Game Ball Awards. And we're going to do that right, do right now. And now, the coveted and ever-elusive Game Ball Awards. The Game Ball Awards are brought to you by Triangle Casket Store. Josh, you want to take it away with the first Game Ball Award of the evening? With 30 models on the floor. Bowls. My bowls. Oh, gosh, man. I don't know. Game Ball. Collectively, I thought the team played played pretty well. Uh, as, a as, a, as, a, as a unit. As a unit. They, uh, they ran the ball holes really well. 
they defended the ball really well. Um, they kicked. Man, the, I don't know. I they think, kicked I the think balls. I got to give it to uh, because I didn't see it coming. I got to give it another offensive game ball this week, and I'm going to give it to uh, to Halu. Uh, Halu. Hey Lou. Like hey Lou. Hey Lou. Who's that guy that ran by so fast? Hey Lou. I don't know. Hey Lou. I think he showed a lot of promise, and I think that uh, you know, as we're looking at depth charts in, in, those, in these positions, that uh, there's going to be some competition as we go into the season. And uh, I don't know. I thought he had a good game, so I'm going to throw it out there. So. Yeah, he had that one play where they he looked like. The Colts had him out of bounds on a short, like, one- or two-yard gain, and he just put on the brakes and turned and went straight up the sideline for, like, 50 yards or whatever it was. It was awesome. Yeah. It was pretty fat. It was awesome. It was a great run. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Good one. John, who do you got? Aaron, you want to go? Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I'm going to have to go with John Beck because I thought he had a very, very solid first half. Um, especially being in the midst of a quarterback competition. I mean, this guy is no uh, – he has no problem with talking confidently, and now he's starting to play confidently. Um, and I hate Rex Grossman, so my game ball goes to John Beck. Yeah, not only that, dude, but he was out there kind of like in between plays, just all relaxed, like joking around with people and stuff. Yeah. Didn't look nervous yeah, at all. Like, Exactly. He's really seeming. It seems like he's really handling the competition very, very well. That's a good one. That's a good. Yep. One. I think I'm going to have to go with Terrence Austin, number eighteen. Good one. We didn't talk about him. Good really. One. He had a couple nice catches. Uh, he had a, two or three nice returns, mm-hmm. and I think he was making a uh, name for himself out there. And he's given BB Hummingbird. And his injured BB knee a run for their money because I think A, he's a better receiver, and B, he's showing he can return some kicks. So, so you're yeah. saying he's not one dimensional like like BB Hummingbird is is kind of showing himself to be. Yeah, I know yeah. he had a few catches last year, but yeah, if you want to use a big word for it, dimensional, uh, dimensional, multi-dimensional. Dimensional. Although, although, dude, hyphenated. I have to always correct myself. For some reason, I keep wanting to call him Miles Austin because that was Aaron's dog last year. No, that's because you're a closet Cowboys fan. And that oh. just tries to sneak <laughs> out. So oh, my. That's a good well, one. on that note, speaking of uh, Cowboys, we hate, it's time for the Game Ball Awards, don't you think? Or the Kick in the Ball Awards, oh. don't you think? Yeah, but before you go out of that, we have to bring this up at this point. Who was the first person in the Harry Hog Football League draft of 2011 to draft a cowboy? Uh, it was not Josh. I was hoping I mean, you would remember. I don't remember. I think it was one of those people from across the pond. It might have been Simon. I cannot remember. We're going to have to go back to it. I can't bring it up here. Aaron um, goes, one of those people from across the Well, we've got those people. Well, we've got like. <laughs> Seriously, dude. We've got like two or three Brits in the league. We've got two. All right, we've got two Brits in the league, so that narrows it down to Simon or Paul. Simon or Paul. <laughs> I can't remember who, by the way, got, who, by the way, were drafting in the league. Himself, right? 
So we're totally cutting on whoever it was, and we just don't know who it was. We just can't remember who it was. But whoever you are, you uh-huh. suck. Ha ha ha! Man, we suck. Um, but yeah, those dudes got on there and they drafted at one at one thirty in the morning. So props to them. Yeah. All right, dudes. Let's move on to the kicks. Yes, the kicks. All right. Kick them! Kick them! All right, all right, all right, all right. Here, hold on, hold on. It's time for this week's kicking the balls award. This week's Kicking the Boss Award is brought to you by Ridapoo. <laughs> uh, Ridapoo. Who's gonna who all right, Josh. No, John. No, I went first on the game. John, you give your kick then. No, because I I want you to go first because I'm gonna take yours if I go before you. Alright, well I'm and giving mine to number seventy one Silverback. For giving up yeah, two sacks and looking like the worst, <laughs> worst offensive All three line of us on the are field. Like, Man. <laughs> Enough said. No one's going to argue it. That was my kid. Yeah, dude. yeah, totally. All right, I got to pick somebody else. Um, uh, hmm. What about Rex Grossman for throwing an interception? I know who to give a kick to. I'm going to give Dude. it to that Stitzstern guy who came in. Um, to be the the punt, or be the kicker, and they, they didn't need him because Graham Gano came back after the birth of his child, and went you know three for three with an extra point. Stitzer giving a game ball to Graham Gano for coming back after the birth of his child, going three for three. That's a good point. He, I think he deserves a collective game ball. Absolutely. He pr- yeah he that pr- other dude. And and he showed up to practice like two days later, and he didn't even have his name on his jersey. I mean, I can't believe he hasn't been cut yet. His his name's Stitzer. That's my kick. Stitzer. Stitzer? Sitstern? Sistern. Sistern. Dude, I don't know who my kick... uh, Let's see. Who would my kick go to now that Aaron took it? Um... Got to get creative because there there wasn't a lot to uh, complain about in the first half. Where all the you know the half that really mattered. Let's see. I'm gonna give my kick to uh, Rex Grossman, number eighty-four, uh, Niles Paul. Why Niles Paul? For what? Wide receiver out of Nebraska. For what? Did he, because, did he do anything? Did he do anything memorable? I don't he even, had four punt returns for 39 yards. All right, okay. I won't kick him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kick Perry Riley. <laughs> Perry Riley, I thought, was playing pretty good, and you kept texting us saying that he was defiling the number of LeVar Arrington. He kept jumping off sides, dude. He did it like twice. I was tired of him. I was tired of him you know, having those... There's penalties that were, you know. Were he, was, just, he was tired of the he penalties. Should he should know better. He's tired of all the penalties. He's going to wear number 56. There's a lot of good history in 56, not just LeVar Arrington. He needs to uh, he needs to step up and show that he can handle a 56. <laughs> all right, dude. You can't handle the right. 56. He did have a few good plays, too, though, I have to add. When? I don't remember, but I remember seeing them in the Me game. Either. I remember pointing them out when they happened. All right, 
around. You know who had one really good play? And it didn't really show up on the stat sheet before we move on here? Was Sean Drawn, the running back. Because I remember one point late in the fourth quarter, I think it was in the fourth quarter, he was in the backfield. He got the ball. He was in the backfield. Some dude from the Colts, like, ran in and hit him. And he just, like, stopped threw the guy down with his left arm while he was holding the ball with his right arm and then kept running. Sean like, John. Like, like a child. It was like a child jumped on him, and he just threw him off with one arm. Like, he didn't even move. Dude, it was like the guy sure. ran into a pole. I don't know, but I think like Sean John. I think Sean John missed a block earlier in the game. Yeah, I, that was his. That was his makeup. for real. Since since I can't kick uh, Silverback, Sean Drawn, Ben Chapel, Sean. Drone. I'm gonna kick Charles May. Dude, <laughs> because not only did he have that conversation with um, Leron Landry about him looking fantastic, but in his conversation with Ryan Kerrigan. He basically he, he basically told Ryan Kerrigan he had a lot of work to get done if Ryan Kerrigan wanted to be as good as Charles Mann was. Hey, speaking of, Ryan Kerrigan had a sack in this game. I know. I know. And then Charles Mann Charles was Mann's like, yeah, good. but you got a long way to go if you want to be as good as me because I hold a record. <laughs> That was awkward. That was awkward, know, man. Dude. Charles, man, one one word served, summed him up. Awkward. God. The whole thing was awkward. Wow. Anyway, I think that pretty much. I mean, much... he was worse than Jeff Bostic was a few years ago. Anyway, sorry, Aaron. That pretty much sums it up. I think that wraps up the up entire that. podcast here, dude. Just about. Uh, I think that might just be about here. it. Do you guys want to do a little a quick uh, hog slop here? Um, not really, but you can. Yeah, we, we got some Okay, slop. we've got a couple things to talk about. We would be remiss not to mention the, uh, the U and the insanely huge scandal that's enveloping Miami University's football team, um, only because there is one active player on the Redskins and one, unfortunately, deceased player who are both named as a – getting improper benefits while they were at the University of Miami, and it would, of course, be Sean Taylor and uh, Rocky McIntosh, who has basically had no comment on it. Um, none of the other players on the Redskins, Hankerson, Moss, Buchanan, um, none of the other players on the Redskins, or Clinton Portis, for that matter, have been named in this thing. But if you haven't read, gone online and read about the allegations at the University of Miami from, I think it's 2002 to 2010, holy moly. It oh. is a heck of a read. It's pretty interesting. Um, the other hog slop is, speaking of Clinton Portis, he and Larry Johnson both went down to uh, <laughs> Miami, of all places, and tried up for the Dolphins. And guess which one they chose? Larry Johnson. Larry freaking Johnson. Interesting. That is interesting. So Clinton Portis is still looking for work. Still nothing from the work. Dolphins, nothing from the Patriots. That's dude. kind of sad. Dude. I bet he ends up in Oakland. You know, he very well could. He could end up in Oakland. That's all I got for Hawkslop. Okay, I think that about wraps it up then. I'd like to give a shout-out to Nick the Greek for sending us a voicemail and our fr- <laughs> our good pal Will in Maryland, the role the beautiful bean footage man from this episode. I'd like to give a shout-out to Kay Douglas. Bolt Skins, Yellow Cake, and of course, our benevolent sponsor for another season, 
David Lee Legal Services. Give a shout out Thanks, to Riggins Dave. Revenge. Oh, yeah, Riggins Revenge. Riggins Revenge, Cut No Hands 22. All, yep. all the people that I'm going to beat in the Fantasy League this year. <laughs> Even though we can't all remember who drafted the first Cowboy. Tweeting about us on Twitter. That's right. All, all that matters about the Fantasy League, Aaron, is that you and I did not draft any Cowboys. That's right. I didn't draft any Redskins either for a reason. <laughs> yeah, neither did I. All right. Uh, I'd also like to plug the website. www.harryhogfootball.com <laughs> 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 for all your blogging and non-BR news and chatting yeah, I don't needs. think you have to say www anymore. And... Dude, that was so 2000. The phone number, if you want to give us a ring-a-ding-ding and leave a message, is one. Eight seven seven. No wait. No, it isn't, dude. I messed it up. Again. Seven seven Harry Hog, which is seven seven four two seven seven nine four six four. If you call it like Will did recently and leave a message because it goes right to voicemail, you may end up on the podcast, especially something as a uh, memorable as roll that beautiful bean footage. And that and that call right there, that is a one seven seven. Harry Hogg, meaning the one meaning it is the United States phone call. So uh, those folks who are listening from abroad, just keep that in mind. As yeah, you know, it also means that there's not an eight on there, so it is not a toll-free call. <laughs> it is not an eight seven seven number. But most people have unlimited long distance on their cell phones nowadays, anyway. Seven seven Harry Hogg. That's right. H a r r y h o g Harry Hogg. And if you love Harry, you can hit the donate button on our website and and be a little uh, give us a little sponsorship on there as well. The donate button through PayPal, and we'll mention you you and your uh, your donation on the next cast. Yep. And, and all I gotta I'm say about that is, is huh. all I gotta say about that dude is be likely, be likely. There you go, dude. I am so pumped for the Ravens game. I want to see what goes on, like, when we have the starters in for most of the game. How are we going to do? How are we going to do? It's going to be awesome, and it's Thursday night. Don't forget. We'll talk Thursday to you guys after the game. Hail to the Redskins. Yeah. And if you see a Cowboys fan, joke on. Joke on.